Welcome to Market Talk, Greg McBride and Mike Lung. As always, Mikey, we had a blow-up banger of a day today on uh, Tuesday. The wheat upside leader, wheat got trashed to start Monday, uh, to start the week, and comes back in a huge way, over 60 cents, almost almost to the upper limit of things, uh, pulls the, uh, the corn and the wheat. What the heck's going on? I mean, are we just... Finding a headline uh, to to blow things up and then go back the other way uh, on a daily or every other day type basis. Sure, why not? Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, if you want to point to the Russian story as what's driving it, I mean, you definitely can. It's a story that came out. Um, it's probably something that you just saw a couple of different things culminate together. You saw some points of reference that are being triggered on the technical scale and helped move the market higher. Cause all said and done, the Russia story is really nothing. It's the same amount of wheat will be produced. It's just who is producing that wheat is it Ukraine or is it Russia? Mm-hmm. So not even so much who's producing, but who's actually shipping it, selling it. Is that where we're going? Well, re- yeah, regardless that weeds could be shipped. Yeah. I mean, it's not like picking up this area is going to make Russia's wheat needs that much higher because this area either already exported it or they didn't. It's it, it really doesn't affect much when you look at the full numbers, but it's a story you can definitely play with. I think some things that should be watched more heavily are going to be the EU side of things because you do have a lot of areas in France that produce wheat that are drier and continue to be on the drier side of things. Right. And then on top of that, you have Middle Eastern countries that are looking at some wheat tenders. And then you have seasonal. We do typically run higher during this time frame going into the mid-October time frame, but it's typically something that we just started like the first week of this upwards movement, not several weeks of it. So we can offset that a little bit. And if that is the case, you should be looking at a offsetting high to be coming in here and play relatively soon. And whether it's a big one up day to offset it, or if we just continue to gradually increase into that October seasonal timeframe, it's yet to be seen, but like I said, you need more of a story of an actual story that's going to rally this thing. And whether it be the tender or the EU crop problems, I think those are something you can more so hang your hat on than mm-hmm. Russia asking for a referendum in order to annex parts of Ukraine as sure. a big driver. So those are some things to be watching at, and it's definitely the easiest headline to point to. Okay, let's uh, let's go to the charts um, on the feeders. Looks like a head and shoulders uh, has been engaged on the uh, head and shoulders top. Has it been engaged on the feeder chart? Um, I I've been watching the one in in November, but I think the better one sets up in the October contract. Um, is this a is this a, a situation where we would prefer to see? Two closes below that neckline uh, to confirm the head and shoulders, or is one good enough? And and we should be really looking at uh, maybe some some hedges or some downside uh, uh, projections here. Well, as of right now, it's something that it's been testing and elongating that period for as long as it has. 
you like to see, I mean, the fact that it did close below it and close below with some good volume looks pretty good uh, and looks for a continued downwards motion. And if you wait for two days, you might very well see a lot of the market slip by you before you actually get on board. Sure. So I'd be looking at it more so as we've got a nice sustained close after testing that trend line as many times as we have and being able to hold it. And now that you're finally blow it on good volume, looking at this market to continue to work its way lower, especially with cattle on feed on Friday. And if we do start to see supportive areas and technical points taken out, just more of that momentum type of movement ahead of the report. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, December uh, uh, live cattle, a big move higher uh, today. Um, really fell way off the highs uh, going into the close. Um it, did we double top, uh, say, the December contract? Are we? Uh, is there anything to read into how big of a, uh, how big a long of a tail we left on that uh, this uh, this afternoon? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, right now you got a shooting star with a double potential double top in play, and whether it's a double top or whether we have a larger inverted shoulders, which would still take you down to. 145 to get that other shoulder in place uh, is going to be the next question in play. But regardless, that's a big drop to see a move in either direction from a uh, just a chart pattern formation. But far and large, it shows that you, you do have willing sellers up at these levels. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about a trending market. Let's look at the, uh, the hogs. It uh, appears they can do no wrong uh, here recently. Up up, up. That is a market that a lot of times, uh, once it gets a little bit of momentum, it can sustain it. Uh, what do you What do you feel like uh, on those hogs? As of right now, you're in the middle of a larger multi-month range that's taking place pretty much most of the year. So, as of right now, you're in the upper, as of the high today, upper 25% of that range and something that just from a sideways action, looking at potentially find some short-term short positions, things on those lines until we get a sustained breakout one way or another. But as of right now, not a whole lot. They had a large move one way or another and finished right in the middle of the day. So not a whole lot to report there. On the uh, uh, corn and the beans, uh, nice, obviously nice, uh, a strong day higher today. Uh, doesn't look like any kind of a breakout. Obviously, we still have uh, last week's uh, highs uh, uh, in our site. But uh, the wheat um, looked like a little bit of a breakout uh, today, even though it uh, did finish. I think last trade was three or four cents below the settlement uh any uh any concerns on that i know you did mention seasonally we do tend to rise into mid-october um is that a is that a potential breakout what we saw today uh yeah i mean potential is a good word um as of right now (laughs) you really don't have a whole lot to point to because we've seen multiple times even recently, having a large up move does not mean that the next day will sustain the movement. So seeing it multiple sustained movements and trying to see some kind of a trend environment would be best case. Otherwise, on the Chicago week contract, you've got this 920 to 930 area that should hold its next resistance area. Okay. Crude oil is lulling us to sleep. Uh, with $5 ranges, uh, but a longer term, like, what, $10 range, essentially? What do you make of that market? 
is more than like I, I think a lot of these markets you're going to see more of the sideways action take place as we get into midterms. You've got a lot of political influence that's going to be coming in the mix. You've got obviously the Fed decision on Wednesday that people are going to be watching for. Comments out of the Fed Tuesday and Wednesday to see what the future holds. And then as we get into midterms, a lot of progress gets stalled on the larger government side of things because everyone's campaigning. So I would not be surprised in the least, but if we saw a lot of these markets just kind of hover out here, crude oscillating around 85 bucks, the Dow moving 30,000 to 31,000 seems to be a place that it's willing to play within. And just seeing some of these markets just settle in. A lot of people are asking a lot of questions and we don't have many answers. When is this Russia-Ukraine situation going to stop? We don't know. It seems like Ukraine's trying to take back land. Are they going to be able to hold it long? Is the annex going to actually happen? Is the G7 countries going to come in here and make any difference? Is the winter going to be a difficult one for EU with the drought that they've been having this year? Is that going to remain through the winter and keep them on a warmer, drier bias as they get through the winter time frame? So, so many questions that most people just get paralyzed by trying to analyze everything. And mm. best case scenario in those time frames is to more so back off a little bit and wait till we get more answers, wait till we get closer to time frames that are going to be more of a market mover and then take a stance then. But as of right now, you've got so many outlying that even just waiting for tomorrow's Fed decision is going to be big for a lot of these markets. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing a lot of back and forth trade. It gives you some speculative uh, opportunities, but don't stay at the party or don't stay at the table for too long. Uh, if you get a if you get ahead on a position, take a take a profit that even if it's a minor profit, um, but don't give them too much uh, uh, too much leeway if you're uh, if you're wrong. Um, uh, as far as for our producer clients, I mean. We're at the upper end of things again for corn and beans. I mean, even wheat. If you've uh, if you've you know obviously harvested uh, wheat, you are at a the upper end of the most recent range. Obviously, nowhere near the highs that we put in this spring uh, after the Ukraine situation. Are you are you looking at uh, uh, any kind of a longer term hedge or are you just staying in the shorter term? And I know, you know, I know what you're saying as far as, you know, the midterms and all this stuff, but uh, from a producer standpoint, should they be looking at short term hedges to cover themselves? Or is this one of those things where we could say, because there's no real carry in this market, maybe we should be looking out to May or July to cover uh, uh, what's going in the bins. Well, with the zero carry, it doesn't really need to go longer term. If we had a lot of carry in the market, you'd like to go out further because obviously you'd be using that carry to help pay for the bins and everything. But as of right now, you can keep hedges short term. I'd be more so looking at cash sales and then looking at longer term re-ownership. And on that re-ownership, potentially going out to that July time frame in order to take advantage of this no carry type of market. But as of right now, the market's on you. You don't have to really hedge long term if you're going to be hedging you can keep it on a shorter term basis because there is no carry Mm -hmm. very good good stuff mikey um as you uh as you uh lock it up here for uh for the day um outside of 
what's going on with the midterms with the Fed. Um, is there is there one one piece of uh, uh, or one thought uh, that you want to make sure that everybody hears, whether you've said it already or not, or is there any uh, any kind of advice that uh, you have uh, uh, for our listeners to uh, to to help navigate uh, these markets here? Just uh, reiterate it if you've already said it. Make a plan and don't be afraid to change the plan. It's really going to be the big one going forward. I mean, we have so many outlying issues that if you are concrete in something and unwilling to move, you may see a lot of opportunity to miss you. So be dynamic with your marketing plans, be able to adjust with the market and just stay light on your toes really is it. We're going to have a lot of volatility going forward and probably continue to see it. So if you guys have any questions, please give us a call at 800-2-MARKET. That's 800-262-7538. But today for Allendale Market Talk, this is Mike Lung and Greg McBride signing off. You guys have a great one. <laughs>